Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Again, I'd like to welcome you all to the Creating a Prayer Culture for God. Amen. Prayer line this morning. Are you true seekers rising early this morning to seek the truth, the knowledge of our God, the wisdom of our God, that we might know truth in our inward parts and wisdom in our innermost being, that we may know the truth that's able to make us free. Amen. So we thank God this morning. We claim liberty and freedom in every area of our life because of what our ears are about to hear, our eyes are about to behold and see, and what we are about to witness this morning, and what we've already learned, more of it, deeper depths and higher heights in it. So we give God praise, we give him glory this morning. And so, Father, we just welcome you this morning. We just praise you this morning. We honor you this morning. We confess our adoration and love towards you this day. We love you. We thank you. We praise you as we come in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to seek more of your truth, Lord God, more of your wisdom and more of your knowledge, Lord God, things that were taught to us from the beginning, things that we've learned, oh Lord God, from the time we first came before you, Lord God, you began to teach us. And we thank you this morning, Holy Ghost, for having your way and bringing it all back to our remembrance and teaching us things yet to come. You being the spirit of truth, and no man teaches anything, save you, spirit of truth. So have your way this morning as we gather. Lord, bless everyone on this line this morning. You said when two or three gather together in your name, there you are in the midst. We thank you this morning, Lord God, that there are others who are hungry for the truth. So let your word go out today and reach those, Lord God, who are hungry and thirsty for more of you and your righteousness. You said they shall be healed. And so we praise you this morning. We give you glory. We give you honor. We pray for all those we have previously prayed for, for healing this morning in the name of Jesus. We declare it with your stripes, by your stripes. They're already healed. Their conditions have been upgraded. We thank and praise you this morning that your word will go out, Lord God, to the masses and never return back to you, Lord, until it do what you please and the purpose of which you send it. You said you want us to know the truth and the truth make us free, God, not only us, but those that shall hear and receive these present good news greetings this morning from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, sent down to make us wise, sent down to free us, God sent down to help us to be effective witnesses for you to others who don't know the truth or without the truth. But God, give ears to hear this morning. We thank and praise you to energize every avenue this morning that this word can go out on the wings of the Spirit, Lord, and be delivered to the here this morning, to those who are seeking and searching to know the truth, Lord, God, that they may be made free. This is our prayer this morning in Jesus' name. Now have your way, Father. We teach this morning that the Holy Ghost reign, let him rule, let him guide, let him direct us this morning. Even our tongues as we speak, our ears as we hear, our hearts as we conform and receive, Lord, our minds as we're renewed to the things of God this morning, transformed by the renewing of our mind through the word of God. This is our prayer this morning. In Jesus' wonderful name, I bless every family represent on this line this morning. These are your truth seekers. So feed us some more how we truth. Let it be hidden in our hearts that we sin not against you. Cause us to know truth and I am with parts and wisdom. And I am the most being as a result of being here today. We give you praise. We're going to put in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. This is Pastor Lester and Sharon Hayes here this morning. I want to greet all of you in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's just so good to be on the line this morning with you all in the land of the living, breathing, moving, having our being, closing our right mind. So again, I just want to welcome all of you this morning.
day, man, coming off of a powerful day yesterday. Today, ministering the word of God, amen. We're just so glad to be back on the line this morning, amen. To learn more and to go further, to dig deeper, that we may discover these revelations and be made free in every area of our life that pertains to life and godliness, that we might enjoy it. God has given it to us to enjoy, amen. So let's just get into the word this morning. We're going to be in the book of 3 John this morning, uh, chapter 1, I want to say. We're going to pick up our study in uh, verse, we finish up, I want to say verse 10, amen, which read, Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds, which he doeth, practicing against us with malicious words, and not intent therewith, neither doeth he himself receive the brethren, and forbiddeth them that would, and casteth them out of the church. So he's basically describing what bigotry is here. You know, he said one thing, and he do something else, you know. And so this is what he's um, talking about here, you know, talking about, you know, uh, abstinence or unreasonable uh, attachment to a belief or an opinion or a fashion, and in particular, prejudice against a person or persons or people uh, that's different from us on the basis of their uh, membership of a particular group or, or church or denomination. Uh, the difficulty of uh, combating prejudice and bigotry. Uh, he's talking about, you know, dealing with those who are biased, those who are prejudiced, uh, show partiality, partisanship, uh, sacredism, uh, chauvinism, and discrimination. And so this is what John is, is kind of uh, writing about here. Uh, beware of those kind of people, those persons who strongly and unfairly dislike other people, don't like their ideas, uh, you know, bigoted persons, especially a person who hates or refuses to accept the members of a particular group, such as, you know, racial groups, uh, ethnicity, diversity, uh, and religious groups primarily. is <laughs> really what our concern is, treat everybody fairly equally, amen, justly, as Jesus did. He wasn't biased, he wasn't prejudiced, he showed no partiality. He had no respect to person, uh, showed no partisanship. Uh, he came from his father, representing his father. That was his need to do the will of him that sent him. He wasn't no male chauvinist, you know. He was, didn't discriminate, you know. He just was, you know, God, you know, he loved everybody. He died for everybody. Bible said, God so loved the world that he, you know, sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to die for the whole world, for the sins of the world. You know, so he wasn't no bigot, amen. So we thank God for Jesus Christ, amen. And so we're going to pick up our study this morning and um, spend some time here. But when we talk about, you know, being a bigot, you know, being prejudiced, you know, discriminating, showing partiality, in the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verse 15, the King James Bible, it says it like this. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful thing that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, 
Hosanna to the son of David. They were so displeased. You know, that's what bigots do. Here you see you praising God. And if you're not praising God the way they praise God, if you're not clapping your hands the way they do, if you're not standing, if you're not saying hallelujah out loud like they do, and they look down upon you, they frown upon you, they think you're trying to be indifferent, you know, and and they'll let you know it. You know, they'll let you feel their 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 their, their bigotry, their discrimination. And they say you ain't supposed to be dancing like that in the house. But you told me to praise God. I'm, I'm not praising you. I'm praising God. I'm, not, you know, I'm doing what you told me to do. I'm praising him in a dance. I'm praising him in a song. And so that's what bigotry is. People see you do. I remember when uh, I was um, a, a, a deacon and an usher. Uh, they used to tell us we had usher training and deacon training on on Saturday sometimes. And they used to show us how to corral people and how to kind of control them and kind of guide them along, steer them along. Sometimes I feel like I was really restraining people because when that area came on me to praise God, I ain't want nobody trying to restrain me. You know, don't let me hurt myself. But if it's really God, there is still a risk that a person might hurt themselves. But you don't want to be overbearing and kind of, you know, quench the praise. You know, it's just ways that you should do that without seeming to be bigot, bigotry, bigot, being a bigot, you know, as long as you don't discriminate. Now, you do that for one, you got to do that for all. You got to have one standard for how you do that with everybody. Now, some people can't get religion. They can go crazy, and you got to be able to discern and recognize the difference so people don't think you're a bigot. You ain't stop them. Why are you stopping me? You know, past every time I get my praise on, here they come grabbing me. Sometimes they get so, so, so caught up in that. Take them out to the other room. Take them out. Take them to the other room over there. Go over there, tear up furniture and all that, you know. But um, it's just ways to do things, and we should not deal with that in a bigot bigotry manner. You know, we should, we should um, you know, we shouldn't do it because we dislike. Sometimes folks they want to praise God, and they see you praising God, and they they want to do that. So sometimes they may. You know, I say that they may be the wrong person who needs to be usher. You know, because, you know, so some, some things you can train people how to do it. We used to do a lot of that kind of training, but sometimes folks still, you know, think that, you know, they don't do it that way. You shouldn't do it that way. And so this is what he's saying here, you know, it's, it's because, you know, one minute you're saying Hosanna, and the next minute you're saying crucify him. Shame type bigot, bigotry, you know, attitude. It's a matter of what's in your heart. You know, if you're really sincerely doing it because you love God and you understand sometimes people are really genuinely excited about being there. They really love God. You got to be able to discern that. And the best way to discern it is, is, is if you understand it and you, you you know, and you you hold it in your heart. God, help me. I understand what they're doing. I understand they love you. They're trying to praise you. Show me how to deal with them. Comfort them, Lord. You know, and just protect them, Lord. Don't be a bigot. It's what he's saying. Don't be those people who are strongly deep down inside. You know, sometimes we can wear it on the outside and show it differently. But then other time when everybody looking, you're gonna try to you know, you're gonna try to get away with it. You're gonna strong on them. You're gonna let them feel that it's like, you know. You you in your heart and heart, you know, you like I'm take all of that, you know. I don't have them tell me, you know, it doesn't take all that. 
and praise God. They're going to be okay. Just don't let them, you know, run into nothing. All the victims there, you know, it's right. You, you knew how to do it, get around it, you know, but don't hate the person because they're doing something you want to do and you, you can't do. You know, don't, don't let your religious spirit pop out, you know. This shows who you are. And so this is kind of what uh, John is highlighting here. Uh, oh, Matthew, in the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verse 15, you know, and he says, I mean, the chief priests and scribes saw one of the things that he did and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David. They were sore displeased. I thought this was kind of like so hypocritical. In the temple, what are you supposed to do in the temple? Praise God. Hosanna, that's the, that's the highest. And they saw it. You know, they saw this wonderful thing that he did, that they did. Mm-hmm. But look at how they responded to it. Mm-hmm. If it's wonderful, treat it like it's wonderful. I tell people, look, I'm learning that when God bless you, treat God's blessing like a blessing. Get excited about it. You know it's God blessing you. You know, shout it on the mountaintop, shout it in the valley low. You know, just don't, you know, just don't, you know, hurt nobody else or hurt yourself. You know, and some people say, well, when the Holy Ghost come on me, I can't control it. Yes, you can. But he's, he's not a, a, a Holy Ghost that's out of order. So you can, you can, you're not trying to control the Holy Ghost. You're trying to be controlled by him. Not your own spirit, not your own emotions, you know. And so, the, you know, the Holy Spirit is not going to take you where you don't want to go. He's going to let you go if you want to go. He ain't going to fight with you, you know. You know. And so that's a lot of time because we don't understand how to contain our emotions. And we get more emotional than we get, you know, get, get, get praiseworthy. And so we're subject, you know, to the Holy Ghost, but not to tear up the place to hurt ourselves, you know. And so people be displeased when they see that and, I used to think, well, they got a right at their church, you know. It was God's church, you know, where the Spirit of the Lord is. The Bible said there's liberty. But they didn't say where there's emotionalism or crazy. And I get a little emotion when I praise God. But I'm very aware of where I am. I never really felt like, you know, it was the Holy Ghost, you know, that made me do that. I felt like he gave me the option. He gave me the nudge that it's okay to praise him. And it was fine. People came around me. They kind of guided me, steered me, but they didn't grab me and manhandle me, you know, drag me in another room, make me sit down or push me down. And so, and there are going to be those going to think and say, it don't take all that because I've had co-bushers and deacon working with me saying, more than saying, you know, hell, it don't take all that. And I'd be like, you wait till Holy Ghost come on you. Let's see what it's going to take for you. So here Matthew addresses this, you know, don't be no bigot. Say one thing, but do something else. In the book of Mark, chapter 9, verse 38, the King James Bible says this. And John answered him, saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and he followeth not us. And we forbade him because he followeth not us. I've actually experienced this right here, too. You know, just because someone gets a little bit emotional, they're not 
hurting themselves or hurting nobody. They're just praising God. I've seen people run over there, man, in the name of Jesus. Come out, I cast you out, Satan. A lot of times, young people shouldn't be ushers and deacons. But everything to them is a demon or a devil. It's got to be cast out. You know? So you're going to cast out the spirit of praise. You know, thinking it's a demon or a devil. And and in some cases in the Bible, we saw where it said, he got a devil, he got a devil. You know, and, and that's why you have to be so discreet or so selective when people come and say, I want to work on this. I want to work on that. Mm-hmm. I I used to ask them, well, did the Lord, did the Lord show that to you? Is that something that you prayed about? No, it just seemed like, you know, I, I got to get busy in the church. I got to work in the church. I got to do something. And he told them, said, well, let, let's pray about it and let God lead you. Let the Spirit lead you. They get mad. And you just trying to hold them back. You know, but you don't kind of spoke them out, you know, and you just don't think they have the temperament or the good to want to work in the house of the Lord. But the ministry of works is also a calling. Because you can even you work yourself right out of the will of God if you're not, you know, that's not what you're called to do. You know, the Bible says, what are your hands trying to do? Do it all to the glory of God. And just because you see somebody else doing something, you think it's easy. And sometimes people kind of scan the church to see where they could fit in, what they would like to do. They look for what's easy. They don't want, you know, and then if they come to you and say, you know what, I just, I just feel like I just want to do something. And you start thinking about what the church needs. We need parking lot attendance. We need this. We need that. And you mention that to them. Mm-hmm. I want to be in here where the action is. Mm-hmm. You know, this ain't no action. This just this, this work. Right. You know, and you, 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 you're trying to feel the need of the church, but you come and say you want to work. You know? And uh, they don't want that. They want, they want to pick and choose. They want the clean hands. They want the stuff where they can be seen and they can see, you know, girl, white, boy, white, whatever, you know. So, John here, through Matthew's teaching, calls them a, you know, a, a bigger, bigger, you know. They have a strong dislike, you know, for people and their ideas, you know. And they want to try to come in, man, with their own ideas. Got to be very uh, discerning of these types of things, um, you know. And they cry around all so they just put on a, you know, performance that you convinced they sold out. And the minute you tell them, well, pray about it, I, I just don't feel like the Lord is, that means either that is your temperament. What that mean? What temperament got to do with anything? Well, you can't be faithful over what we're telling you. We believe that, you know, the need in the church need to be filled and, you know, we need Strong, able-bodied people. Strong, able-bodied people. Okay. You're going to lose that battle. They are so determined with their idea. They're so determined. They done thought about it. They done dreamt about it. You know, they done done meditated on it. They done read about it. You know, they don't throw everything at you they can. You know. And the Lord say, you know, this, this spirit exists in the body of Christ. 
You have to be mindful of it. It's not for you to argue with, not for you to fight with and struggle with them, you know. But it's best sometimes to just, you know, be quick to agree with them, you know. But that don't mean that you're going to put them on that committee or whatever. And you got to be honest with people. I love with people. They might get mad at you. Down the road, if they caught that kind of attitude, you, 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 y'all are better off. Because if they don't get their way now, they're going to blackball you. They're going to go tell their friends. Never going to invite anybody to church, man. They too mean over there. You know, I, I know God told me, oh, do. Well, sometimes the way up is down. The Lord said, humble yourself under the hand of Almighty God. And in due season, you know, he will exalt you. You know, he will exalt you. You know, we got to the church in Virginia. We didn't go in there wanting to be no minister. We just wanted to be saved and in the church serving God. Whatever was in there available for us to do, we were willing to do it. And before you know it, God began to polish up them skills. And, you know, and we didn't realize there was ministry skills and leadership skills naturally that God had put in us for that time. And before you know it, they start, they start bringing us, you know, bringing us forth, bringing us forth before the people as servants, which is, we was having fun just serving God and his people. And before you know it, those, those gifts start making room. And we start being told some things that they saw in us recognizing us and it didn't all just come from our pastors there was a visiting pastor we went to we visited other churches people were singling us out we had people always coming from other countries guest speakers in the church calling us up saying what god had just told them showed them and, and some of it was validated because some of those folks were saying are y'all a military family you know god didn't make sure you overseas i was like huh True enough, we laid our head orders to go over there. I'm like, wait a minute, Lord. Hmm. And so, you know, so God God will confirm the calling. You know, we'll know. Most of the time, it's a confirmation when somebody tells you something, you don't already heard it from God. Sometimes you might not. It's kind of how to wait, patient, and see how it plays out. But in the meantime, you keep praising God and let God exalt. In the book of Mark, chapter 9, verse 30, King James Bible, it says, And John answered him, saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and he followed not us. And we forbade him because he followed not us. Isn't that something? When did that get to be the criteria? He followed not us. Don't keep our doctrine, don't keep our teaching, don't do what we tell him to do. There's a lot of people who get empowered just to abuse people. Just to tell, they want the thrill of telling somebody what to do. And then if it don't go peacefully, they'll say, well, you know, I'm just doing what the bishop told me to do. I'm just doing what the pastor told me to do. There ain't no pastor got no authority to tell nobody to do, but people's nobody. He don't operate that way to things in love. Even when he chases us, you know it's done in love. And so be very careful, you know, how we exercise the privilege to serve. 
not to demand a command, but to serve. Now, don't get caught up in my mom used to say, you're smelling yourself. You know. I know what she meant then, but now when I look back, I, I can I can kind of understand what she was saying. There was a few times I smelled myself. You know. So we 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 we, we learn to do better so we can do better. And so I I, I I think this is so ironic. They they don't they didn't abuse their privilege, now they go back to the master. You know, I don't seen people casting out what they thought was devils. And we just simply had to correct them that hey, we don't do that here. You know, we, we don't do that. You know, you got a problem with that, you need to stop and you need to, you know, see our pastor. But in the meantime you can't do that. And if you're the pastor, then you know, you just gotta take charge and put a stop to it. You know. I've I've actually had him kicking buck against you, and you had to you had to turn amp it up. You had to let them know, you know, this ain't your house, this God's house. It ain't even our house. We're gonna maintain some order because he said, God wants you to do everything in decency and in order. You out of order right now. You usurping our authority right now. We we've actually had some characters like that, and God is not watching them. He's watching you how you react to them. You know, and so if you're in charge, then be in charge, but don't be out of control yourself. Don't abuse the privilege to serve. You know, and always have people that you can trust that will share your vision. That when they see these things, you've taught them how to identify, how to discern that they're not accepting or assuming their role is to be church detective or church cop. They hold the rest of everybody for you. And it's not the idea there to help maintain order in the house of worship. And if that requires physical restraint, you have to remember it's just to bring the situation under control. It's not to have anybody feeling like, you know, you got some power, you got some, but that's bigotry. That's discrimination. That's not the intent. Ten is to have them feel like they're safe and people around are safe and nobody's going to get hurt because they feel like some person is full of demons and out of control. That's the quickest thing people are thinking. And they're not used to that outburst of praise or that, you know, they're, they're not used to somebody just start casting out demons and devils and hollering out this witchcraft and hitting all that crazy, man. Then they're done that. And so John is it's saying here, you know, you know, Master, uh, we saw one casting our devils in thy name, and he followed not us, and we forbade him because he followed not us. Uh, that's a that's that's a good attitude to have. You know that what we do when we follow Christ is not supporting what you see a person doing. We have to make sure when we select people to be in maintain order in the house, we help them understand that there will be episodes of this. And then we got to give them antidotes of how to handle that. And becoming a part of that is not the way you handle that. You always want to try to bring peace and calm to the person, reassure the person. You know, and it's okay to whisper to them and tell them, 
that's out of order. You know. And, and maintain that good eye to eye contact with your leaders. They'll, they'll give you, you know, they'll give you some signs there that maybe you need to ask them to escort them out into you know, another area in the church and talk to them and they'll listen. And if not, you know, you may have to, it may have to come to a point that they didn't believe you want to argue with it. But, you know, I thought it, I thought I was free to them. You are. But you're going against the flow in the house right now. And, and you're causing a distraction. Everybody's watching you. It's just a way to talk to people. You know, just to vigilantly go off on I'm not going to do that in here. I'm just going to be honest. That's the bottom line. Well, is it a better way that you could have said that if you indicated that? Oh, well, I'm sorry, but this is just not the way we worship God in, in here. You know, we have we have order in this house. This ain't our house. It's God's house, and we will maintain order. And we all try to do things in decency and order. So when you say we all... You know, Pastor, all of us, that's inclusive, all of us. And you're telling me, you're welcome to praise God, but you have to do it where you maintain your safety, the safety of those around you. And I can assure you that I'm not no demon, I know witchcraft up in here. We've actually had to shut people down who said that. And told them if they didn't like it to leave, we said it in a way where, they knew we were firm. We meant what we said. We actually had to tell people to get up off that floor and sit your behind down. Letting them know that there are lines of authority and you don't cross. You know. And so to God be the glory. Amen. So one more scripture and we're going to bring it in for this morning. Open the book above. John chapter I'm sorry, Mark chapter 10, verse 13, the King James Bible says this. And they brought young children to him that he should teach them and his disciples rebuke those that bought them. Therein is a problem right there. When you see young folks coming to church, they don't want to learn. And no one should ever deny them that opportunity. Because Jesus says, such as these little ones, that shall be of the kingdom of God. And so we have to always be mindful of that. We've had quite a few young people fellowship with us the last few times we've been in the sanctuary. And they have learned a lot. Acknowledgement by their hands going up. You know, they've been involved in the service. And so we thank God. We, we welcome them, you know. But that training begins at home. It makes it easy when they get to the house of worship to just blend in, fit in, and flow with what's going on in the house. We have young folks that's on our staff. They do technical things for the ministry. Very good at it. They know that's their calling and gift. They can also preach and deliver the word. They play instruments. They sing. They're part of what we do. And when other young people see that, it makes it easy for them to flow. Because they know they're welcome. So, all right, then, we're going to go ahead and bring it in this morning. And so, Father, we thank and we praise you. But the word this morning, just ask you, Lord God, to use it for your glory. We thank you this morning, Lord God, for uh, showing us things, God, helping us to discern things 
that we may maintain a level of decency and order in the house of God when we come together, we're assembling ourselves together, that we not abuse our position and privilege to serve, Lord God. And so we thank you this morning, as John has pointed out to us, the things that we should discern, but the things also we should prepare ourselves for, that we don't become people of strong dislike because others worship differently than we worship. But we should reach out to them in love, and we should enforce, Lord God, the scriptures more than our rules. And the scriptures say, Lord God, that where the Spirit of the Lord is, has liberty. And we have to also, Lord God, exercise that liberty and love without our restraint, but just maintaining order and decency in the house of God. And so we give you praise, Lord, and this morning for what we have heard. And now, Lord, we pray that we put this word in our hearts so that we find ourselves in a situation. Unmuted. Necessary. We do it all in love. So we thank you for the word this morning. We give you praise for it in Jesus' wonderful name. None of the time in our hearts that we sin not against you. Cause us to know this truth and I am with us and with him and I am most being. It is our desire this morning that we may be able to help your people to worship you, God, in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Thank you for the word this morning. Amen and amen. All right, then well, we're going to go ahead and transition this morning. Uh, have any comments, we'll start with. Amen, sir. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Pastor Lester. Amen for the word this morning. Praise be to God. Amen. If we continue to be true seekers and you know, and continue to send God's word out out of our mouths, so it may accomplish the very thing in which God's sending out to do. And you know, being that example, you know, how you. You sum it all up, you know, in the book of um, in the book of Matthew. Got the scripture right here. I'm sorry. In the book of Matthew. Yeah, I think it was the book of Matthew. Hold on, just a second. I get it right. In the scripture here. Yeah, the book of Matthew, chapter twenty-one. When it said in verse uh, 12, in the book of Matthew, verse 21, verse 12, and I'll go all the way down. I'll go down and I'll start off with uh, verse 15. Uh, and it said, And when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful thing that he did, and the children crying in the temple, and they said, Hosanna to the son of David, they were so displeased and said unto him, Here is not what these things say. And Jesus said unto them, Yea, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and suckling thou have perfect perfect pay perfected praise amen and as we look at the scripture there praise be to god you know the blind and the lame they came to the temple to meet jesus amen they didn't come to the temple to to see you know who's the next great speaker no they heard amen they heard there was a man of god there was a son of god praise be to god and they came to get healed, you know, and that's how, you know, when when people and when us, you know, as human, when we come to God, we should come to God, you know, because God is our healer, you know, not for someone to lay hands on us and, you know, and, and speak into our lives about what we're going to get and what we're preparing to do. No, these people came blind and lame and, and they came unto Jesus. 
praise be to God. He healed them. You know, he didn't he didn't have to go, you know, check out their record because Jesus already read our mail. He knows everything that goes on in our life. Praise be to God. He didn't have to get on some type of, you know, media uh, platform to check out our addresses and find out our credential because he already know. And they came to him and they asked for healing and, and he healed them. And, and I love it when it said when the chief priest and the chief priest and the scribes saw the wonderful thing. So they at first they seen they seen it. There was wonderful thing before they allow, you know, jealousy and envy and vain to enter their heart. They saw the wonderful thing that he did. You know, here's something great, wonderful. You know, people are being healed, set free and delivered from the power of darkness. You know, the blind is now receiving their sight. The, the lame is now walking now. No, no more just sitting down begging, being an aggressive beggar or just begging, you know, just they being healed. And it was a wonderful thing. And it so happened, you know, as the children was calling out, you know, Hosanna, you know, blessed be the name of the Lord. They were so displeased. How can you go from wonderful, a wonderful thing that he did to so pleased? They were so displeased by what they were seeing. You know, because it wasn't them. You know, they didn't want to break down that stigma, you know, that tradition of man that had made the glory of gospel of Jesus Christ of no effect. So we see here, you know, this is this is how we praise God. This is how we come to the house of God and worship God. Because God does things in order. He is not the author of confusion. It's, Satan is. The devil is the author of confusion. God is, is the author and finisher of, of our faith. Praise be to God. And when... You know, people come to the house of God, you know, yeah, we are free. We're free to worship. But there is an order to everything, you know, order in the setting of the of the ministry, setting of the of, of the praise and worship. Amen. Can't be out there on, on the corner over there just doing your own thing. You know, you know, we're seeing it, you know, on social media, you know, people, you know, they be doing the dance and they holding on to the furniture, holding on to the chairs and, you know, turning flips and. You know, people taking their cameras and, you know, close, uh, close zooming in on their feet. You know, it's like a bunch of people trying to, you know, in audition for Jane Brown and Michael Jackson, you know, audition. You know, everybody want to just be, be wonderfully known. But that's not the purpose of God. Reason why we come to the house of God. We come to the house of God to praise and worship, come together to exalt one another and get our aberration unto God, not to man, but give our aberration unto God. So, amen. That's what I seen, amen, as you was teaching this morning, on how they was being, how they said it was wonderful, what they were seeing and what he was doing, Jesus was doing. Then, I mean, soon as, um, soon as a second turn, they was already displeased because it wasn't them. But God bless. Thank you for the teaching this morning. Wonderful once again, amen. Thank you, Pastor Lester. Thank you. God bless. All right. Thank you, Pastor Eric. All right. I know Pastor Peter probably already.